This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporter, Mizugai. We thank him and all our other patrons for their monthly support. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. to episode 281 of Priority One Podcast. On site, from our table, at the Star Trek Las Vegas 50th anniversary celebration. Yep. How awesome is that? Pretty awesome. We are your weekly report on all things Star Trek. Available for download or streaming on Monday, August 8th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. I'm Kenna. And in the recording studio yes. is our audio engineer, <laughs> Winters. Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we've got Mark. Mark is Hello, Mark. Oh, look at Dr. Robert Hurd. Dr. Robert Hello, Science everyone. advisor. The Priority One team live at last together. Oh, yeah. In the one place. Look at him. He's straight into the radio voice. Straight It's not my radio voice. It's my lecture voice. Oh. Like, you know, 8 a.m. discussion sections with students falling asleep. That's that's where I learned podcasting. Yeah. Is from trying to get, keep students awake. Yeah. Same deal. Same deal. Same deal. And in the... Uh, uh, in the audience, we've got from Priority One, uh, Tony Hunter, who's taking pictures, and uh, Jace over there. Yeah. Our Jace and I have Henry. been promoted to audience. Yeah, we, we, we've had our privilege's revoked. You have, yeah. you have had your privilege's revoked. But I hear they do a pretty good podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, the something Pokemon about, Gold one. Something yeah. about and yeah. Farmville. And Farmville. Farmville. Yeah. yeah. And called, Snakes and Ladders. Yeah. It's called Guard Go. It's a pretty good show, and you really should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I will have, I, I have to make a comment. You know, when I was did a guest host one point, I could not actually say it's a pretty good show. You should check it out. I actually said it's a great show. Try it because I, I was your first advocate on, on 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 the radio with with that tagline. So you are welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's all coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are airing dirty laundry time. Yeah. Priority one secrets exposed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's your what's your biggest takeaway so far, Kenneth? Well, this is my second convention ever, and definitely the first time I've been to Las Vegas, and I'm completely overwhelmed by everything. The days are slipping by. Like, I was down here, I was at the table at 9 o'clock, which was awesome, by the way, because I got to walk in the vendor's hall and be like, no, it's okay, because I'm, I'm a vendor, and they let me in. It was great. Um, and then I don't know what's happened between 9 a.m. and now, but it's like... Like six o'clock or something, and I, I don't I don't even know where the day is. It just has disappeared. I've met so many people. Um, I love talking about Star Trek online because it seems like everyone's played it. Maybe they've gone away and haven't come back or whatever. Um, and just meeting fans of stuff and geeking out about Star Trek. You know, that's a bit of a foreign thing in Southwest England. They don't 
not, not an awful lot of Star Trek fans to talk about. Um, but here, everyone loves it, obviously. And that's that's what it is for me, is just uh, being able to just talk about stuff that we love and enjoying it. And yeah. Awesome. Dr. Hurt? Well, I guess, uh, unlike Anna, I've been going to Star Trek conventions on and off since I was in high school, and they were like little things that were run at the local university, and so I, I and it's amazing, but both how much it's just the same stuff, because it's the people with the enthusiasm and the cosplay, back before we called it cosplay, uh, but now it's just all of that, and bigger, like way bigger, like, like, the fact that Mac Cosmetics is actually sponsoring this yeah. convention and yeah. has built a, a replica of the, the saucer section of the Enterprise and has like a, a transporter and a warp core and yep. this like blows my mind that we have gotten so mainstream that like Mac Cosmetics is now a major sponsor and yep. has the coolest display. Right. Yeah. And they've been doing makeup demonstrations in the main hall as well. Yeah. Which are really, really good. So and, and the audiences are so into it, you yep. know. No, seriously, Mark, so what but the, really the difference between like last year, last year was your first. Yeah, last year was the first. And then this year's your second one. Exponentially right? bigger. Right. But exponentially like it's well, this is second day. It's already as big as what I remember the Friday, Saturday of last year being. Even like the preview nights, I mean, I came in on the general ticket, people had already started selling out of stuff in the vendor shop. You're going, what? Just the amount of people you see walking around. And to me, in this almost family atmosphere, I don't know if yeah. you kind of feel the same, you walk yeah. around and you go, it's now the people around about here who don't like Trek that are in the minority, rather yeah. than the people who used to. Yeah. So that we're about. Yeah. It's a bit like a homecoming. Yeah, too. a little bit. Yeah. No, uh, for me, um, it's my first uh, time in Vegas, second time in America, first time to a convention ever. Never been to any convention of any kind. And meeting the people. That has just been absolutely fantastic and has been my high point for the whole thing. Uh, meeting fans at the show, meeting other Trekkies, and of course meeting, you know, you guys. So this week we trek out some post-Star Trek Beyond coverage as well as some news about the new Star Trek series Discovery. Uh, in Star Trek Online News we're joined by Jeremy Randall and Thomas Maroney to talk about the convention so far and a little bit about the upcoming port to console. And later, Jake is on the promenade to review some Star Trek products that you might want to add to your collection. And of course, before we wrap up the show, we're going to talk to some of our fans and get a little bit of feedback in our community. What are we calling it? Community spotlight, spotlight, spotlight. fan thing. Our fan spotlight, yes. Our listener I like, spotlight. I like my title better. Yes. Community <laughs> spotlight fan thing. Of course, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms like Facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast, on Twitter at Priority One Pod, and that's one the word. That's one the word. (laughs) And uh, you can also email us at incoming at Priority One Podcast.com. And if you're as daring as Chris Keen, you can even leave us a voicemail for free. You're supposed to say if you're as keen as Chris Keen. As you're as keen as Chris Keen. Yeah. Uh, On our SpeakPipe widget, it's uh, absolutely free. and all you need is a microphone. And finally, thanks again, huge thanks again to all of our Patreon supporters who make this show possible from week to week and year to year. Um, it's forever. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, visit us at patreon.com forward slash priority one and find out some about all the cool perks we have to offer. Now, let's check out what's going on in movie and series news. I don't know. Then let's trek it out.
Surely by now you've watched Star Trek Beyond. Have we all seen Star Trek Beyond? Yeah! All right. Uh, the third installment, of course, of the Kelvin timeline of the Star Trek universe. Now, don't worry, we won't go into any specific spoilery details for those of you who have not yet seen it. Uh, for a full review, we'll probably do an after-hour show uh, about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should definitely yeah, do an after-hour show. And you can get that at patreon.com forward slash priority one. Nevertheless, the film seems to have been better received than its pre predecessor, Star Trek Into Darkness. Could we all agree it was better than Star Trek Into Darkness? Uh, yes. 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 Uh, much of that having to do with, uh, you know, not a, not very much of a complicated plot, because it gave room to showcase the characters and their dynamics. And something else that I personally thought was fantastic was um, the cinematography. I really enjoyed what Justin Lin did and the angle and the, the, the views that he took. Uh, and I mentioned this in a previous episode yeah, yeah, we were talking did. before about about uh, about Star Trek Beyond. It, it's just refreshing, right? It's just something that, that we don't see, in, we haven't seen in Star Trek before. Wired recently shared a video that goes into the visual effects of the film by Design FX. This four-minute video does a really nice job spotlighting the artistry that really brought the movie to life, including some side-by-side. -side. So you have, uh, you know, a particular scene without the effects, and then they yeah. kind of roll down what it looks like afterwards. It was really interesting. Now, so you've seen it. Everybody here I've seen, seen it. it. Yep. Did, did you did you get what I'm saying about the cinematography? Like some the views like I, the one in particular that I really liked was um, I guess we're going into the review yeah um, when the Enterprise is uh, no spoilers warping no. out okay. of the base it's part it's even in the trailer it's warping okay. out of the base yeah. and the, the view from the camera is from the neck of the connection between the the saucer and uh, and the hole and you, so you see the nacelles and it's the hole and it's shooting out I've never seen a, a, a starship beam out that way. I think it's like, it's really interesting. Yeah. I loved all the bits around, um, because Yorktown is such a, a fascinating design, what they did with it, and the way that it's kind of, all the bits, like, you can't see it, all the, all the bits are kind of at funny angles to one another, so when you're actually standing on whatever surface, you can actually look up and you'll be looking down on another part of the surface, because of the artificial gravity. D uh, Dr. Robert Hurt, Dr. Hurt, Dr. Hurt, could you? Yeah, we, we, we need, yeah, we're talking about, it's like, science-y stuff. I have a question for you. Yeah. All right, you have a question. Go ahead. How did the Yorktown Starbase function with its gravity all over the place? Through space magic. <laughs> all right. That's, a, that's official. I mean, I figure once you have artificial gravity, you can start to do whatever the hell you want. So, yes, my brain checked in, like, do we, have we established we have artificial gravity? Check. Are they walking around on any wired surface? Check. Those two are consistent. That's fine by me. All right. Yeah. Okay. I figured I'd get a professional scientific explanation of how well, it is that no, we were able to look no, at. I was more worried about, about whether bit. whether all of Yorktown... I was trying to figure out, though, if they filled all of Yorktown with air, and or whether they tried to just confine it to the local area. It seemed like the whole thing was like this big glass bubble, which yeah. that felt like kind of poorly engineered to me. That's a lot yeah. of surface area for That's damage. A lot of risk so. there. A lot of risk right. factors. Yeah. So. A lot of risk no, but we, we've seen, like, okay, so the, the real common um, 
artificial gravity theory is the circular thing. So uh, if you ever watch The Martian, they, where they have the space station where it, ro so it rotates. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's how you get your artificial gravity. Right. So it was, kind of, it was almost like they were going a little bit for that. But then well, actually, not. but they were exactly the inverse of that because yeah. uh, in Yorktown, the inhabitable surfaces were the outside of the of the ring, not the, I guess it's both oh, the outside and the inside. So, yeah. so that meant you had to have like grab plating running through the ring itself, attracting things to either side of the ring. And so you'd probably have a point at which you'd run to the edge of Yorktown to sort of flip around to the other side. Or well, they so that did, was that. kind of. Well, well, we can't talk, we about can't talk about that. Oh, spoilers? Yes, yeah, spoilers. In case, in case the anybody. thing that happens with the stuff. Oh, oh come on, people. Go see, see the movie. Just go see it's the movie. It's time already. If you haven't, how could you call yourself a real trekking? <laughs> And then so IMAX was meant to be 3D if you can. Ironic, it's actually just IMAX. No, it's IMAX 3D, I yeah. can highly recommend. Oh, by the way, and just in case you missed that, on the shirt, back of the shirt. Oh, yeah, oh, Read yeah, the back yeah, of the shirt. yeah. Star Trek, yeah. Oh, that's right, the that's right. Yeah. You know what? Let's, can you join us for an after hours? Uh, not today, but okay. yes. All right, we'll do an after hours. Um, Good. All right, let's move on. All right. Thank you, yeah. thank you Dr. Excellent. Hurt. See you guys. Yeah. Well, while we were on the topic of Star Trek Beyond, uh, Justin Lin sat down with Collider to answer some questions about the film. In this nine-minute interview, he explains that his decision to accept the job was not professional in motivation, but was about passion. In another part, when asked about deleted scenes and whether or not there'll be a feature on the Blu-ray, Justin Lin was apprehensive about agreeing. He explains that he painstakingly selected each scene and he feels as though it might distract from the actual film, which I can kind of understand. Actually, in an interview with Empire, he also explained, quote, we were very surgical. It was a very tight schedule. The challenge became our friend at the end of the day. There were a couple moments with Spock and Bones that I ended up taking out, but it's very slight. Everything you see in the film is pretty much what we shot, end quote. The second half of the interview is very fun. It becomes much less about Star Trek and more about getting to know Justin Lin. Check out the interview and links will be in our show notes. Absolutely. The, um, you know, I, I have not seen many interviews with Justin Lin. Like, I, I didn't really know him. And this particular interview, I was like, all right, I kind of like you, dude. You know, he had that personality. He, 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 he seemed to appreciate the craft of filmmaking, the craft of... of uh, telling a story uh, and I respected his responses I really did I really respected yeah. and I respected what he did with the film you know I thought it was, it was really really good yeah I kind of got that I don't remember when it was but I'd, I'd read an interview with him a few months back it was before Beyond came out and that was that was what I took away from that as well because obviously he's known for the Fast and the Furious that's what people kind of know him for so you think he's going to be a guy that's all about rock and roll and fast cars and of course that teaser trailer didn't help that whole image but actually when you hear him talk he is very much he cre he crafts the film to fit the purpose of that film so um yeah mark um yeah what was like your biggest takeaway from from beyond what did you enjoy most i enjoyed the movie like I enjoyed more getting back to like the characters. You know, it really was more of a, a character-driven story. And then, yes, there was action in it, but I don't think that was necessarily the focus. It was all about the interplay between the characters and Charles' intentions and his growth, even though I kind of... Yeah. Well, it was a simpler plot. Yeah, simple plot. That allowed them to focus on 
characters. And I've heard a lot of people say, isn't that Star Trek at its best yeah. when it's on the characters? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. That's, and that's why I liked it the most because the plot was yeah. simple, which gave room for that dynamic. And everybody was paired off. And I liked that pairing. Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. that pairing. Yeah, I do too. All right, why don't we move on to some television? Yeah. So in television news, we have some interesting updates from the Trek movie panel at San Diego Comic-Con, featuring a few showrunners from the upcoming series. According to executive producer Heather Caden, it's very likely that the crew will include a very diversified cast, including LGBT characters. And when asked about diversifying the cast with an LGBT character, Caden replied, quote, Obviously that's important to Brian, so that's very important to all of us to portray, end quote. I mean, I think it's fantastic that, you know, we're going to be... There is... There's no more fear, right? There's, yep. there's, there's, there shouldn't be a fear. No, I agree. Uh, to be able to diversify a cast and represent humanity for what it is. You know, whether LGBT, whether a minority, like uh, you know, Latino or Black uh, or Asian, you know, we see a lot of either misrepresentation. Even today, we see not enough representation. You know, I would love to see, and I know we've spoken about this before, you know, I'd love to see another another Adama. I'd love to see an Adama yeah. in Star Trek, you know? Yeah. So it's, it, it's great that they're diversifying, and it's also nice that they're not going to be pigeonholed into network television, right? Into, like, having to be, you know... Uh, yeah meet certain criteria because it's going to be available through subscription, right? So, wait, wait. so we have... So you're saying that you like the fact that it's on CBS All Access now? I, um, no. <laughs> I like the fact that it's Good not. Catching. I'm, tra- like I'm trying to... Not. I'm taking advantage of the fact that you're kind of delirious. I apologize um, for that. No, but I agree with you that you're right. Taking it off broadcast television gives them a certain amount of freedom that they might not that they might not otherwise have because they have to adhere to whatever rules of whatever which I'm not familiar with. I was gonna say rules of decency, but uh, well, there are rules of decency, but it's not not particularly that. Um, but it is you have a little bit more freedom when it's a subscription service because you're not you don't have to worry about your advertising revenue and all that other stuff. You're looking at the subscription, so. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're asking the right questions. You know, Star Trek is uniquely placed because the basis of all of Star Trek is, among other things, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. And it's kind of, you know, they should be asking questions. How do we represent that philosophy in physically what you see on the screen? They should be asking that question. And I'm glad that Brian Fuller and the team are asking those questions and hopefully bringing that infinite diversity into the new series. You said everything I was going to say. Like, very eloquent. Can I, can I, Other than can it's I drop time. this mic? Would that hurt the mic? That would hurt the mic. Okay, I'm not going to drop the mic. I'll virtually drop the mic. Well, we're done trekking it out for this yeah. week. We'd love to have said that there was something announced at this convention or some type of panel with the the, the showrunners of the new series or uh, perhaps yeah. something about a new movie or That'd whatnot. But uh, we awesome. unfortunately know it's very uh, there. There hasn't been anything that I've seen on the schedule yet. Well, so that wraps up our trekking it out for this week. Now, let's get in some devs and the whole team in for yeah. Star Trek Online News. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. 
we are joined by Jeremy Mordecus Randall and Thomas the Cryptic Cat Maroney. Thank you both for joining us uh, here live in Las Vegas. I, I, now this is your first time. Is your first time? This is my first time at this con. Yeah. So uh, let's get let's talk about that. Okay. How you doing? Uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it all you thought it was going to be? Everybody I work with has given me a lot of prep on what to expect and like you know bring plenty of water, stay hydrated. Good shoes. Take in the show, you know, be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. like that. So, yeah, it's been great. How long have you been, uh, when did you land? Uh, I actually drove in here with, a, uh, with some co-workers. Okay. We got in late Monday, I think. Nice, nice. So yeah. what, what what have you enjoyed so far? What's been, like, the highlight? I think the Whoopi Goldberg panel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was great. This was our first appearance at any Star Trek con, and it was... Super. Everybody was very loving. Nice. It was a really great panel. Nice. nice. I also really liked the live Klingons the other night with Martok and Gowron and yeah. I forget which one, Lursa or Vator. One of them was there as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So, Thomas, you've been here already a few times. Yeah. What, uh, what's different about this sixth, year? sixth, I think. Yeah. What's different about this year? Um, I'm here. Yeah, Jeremy's here. That's true. Uh, it's, you know, you, there's a little bit, a di different vibe because it's the 15th anniversary, so um, it's, you know, it's a bigger show, there are more people here, um, people are excited, they're celebrating Star Trek, there's a lot of anticipation for the new show, there's, you know, a lot of talk about Star Trek Beyond, like, it's, it feels like we're on the cusp of, like, a really great era of Star Trek, and, you know, the past few years have been like exciting and fun, but there wasn't a lot to look forward to, right? And now that we know we know about Star Trek Discovery, right? We know what the show's gonna be and and of course we know that Star Trek Online is coming out in consoles in the fall. So, so that's a really Wait, big thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> no, no, but I mean I think uh, you know, it's a big deal. There are a lot of awesome people here, people that we see every year and everybody's just excited to be part of it. Have a, a booth this year, and it's uh, really high tech compared. Like you know, it's, it's got nice monitors up. Uh, what are you guys showing? Mostly just videos. Yeah. But we are showing some of the footage from the actual console version of the game with the whole UI uh, there that people can check out. We were hoping to have a live demo. It didn't work out. Like a playable demo, right. you can have a controller in your hands. It didn't work out unfortunately. But we're still showing off the new console stuff, including some of the new lighting, the lighting tech that's coming with consoles. It's, it's there on display. Yeah, primarily all we got. What are you uh, What are you noticing from the fans and players? What are you like? What's kind of been the uh, um, the biggest question, I guess? Is sure. UI? Uh, sometimes it's yeah, it's the UI. Some people are a lot of people I've talked to are like, "What's that? That looks awesome!" And they're like, "Oh, you know, it starts to come online." And I just actually talked to somebody earlier that was like, "Is this out yet?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been yes. out for almost seven years. But, you know, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun, too, to, to talk with people who, like, played during, like, open beta or right after launch or free-to-play and then put down the game and be like, well, let me tell you, you know, how much we've done to improve the game since then. And so we had good conversations giving out. Um, we're giving out a code. If you're here, uh, come see us. We're giving out a code for a set of uh, TOS bridge officers. Um, holographic. Holographic TOS bridge officers. It's pretty much the whole bridge crew from the original series except for Kirk. Uh, so you got to come by and get that. And so we're beginning giving that to people uh, in hopes to kind of, you know, that they'll check out the game again. And, and yeah, it's been exciting. Uh, for the console port, people are curious about the UI. They're curious about um, the when, obviously. Um, 
and they're curious about you know how it's going to play, what's going to be included. It will be a watered down version of the game. No, it won't. Right. You know, stuff like that. And a lot of people still a little bit amazed that it's going to be totally free. Yeah. 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 You don't even have to have like a membership. I don't think. To for for Xbox Live you do, but I think for PlayStation you don't have to yeah. have. Play. Way to go, Xbox. <laughs> That's more of a Microsoft thing than a, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Than a Star Trek Online. Right. And we'd love to keep it as free as possible. Yeah. So what have you been working on recently, Jeremy? I don't think I can tell you. Oh. <laughs> Alright, well what's hit that you've worked on? Uh, let's see, Agents of Yesterday. Yeah. It's probably the only thing that's come out uh, that I can talk about. And, you know, I did the whole temporal operative spec that came with that. Okay. And um, so let's see, what else? The temporal, the temporal operative bridge officer stuff and the, the Kelvin lockbox, which has been really well received, especially as far as lockboxes go. Right, right, right. <laughs> what, what was, so, you know, in, 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 get, in setting the tone for the original series, you know, as a system designer creating these things, right? Mm -hmm. What what challenges did you face? Kind of like like make uh, or hurdles or creativity. What you know? What was that like? Well, I think that some one thing that I I feel like some players have. I don't want to say taking taken for granted because that has a negative connotation, but they just didn't notice, which is probably for the best. We basically recreated the entire game for ten levels. You get all new uh, visual effects with all of the powers that you have during that. There's new loot drops that have old TOS icons and things like that. And while that wasn't necessarily mostly new mechanics that systems designers like me had to build, we still had to take force people like Thomas to do overtime so we could take all of those assets together and bundle them into that new TOS experience. Uh, and that was a huge challenge. I mean, talk about six years worth of a game recreated for 10 levels. I, I, we're, I'm going to be live streaming, hopefully, playthrough of, of Agents of Yesterday because awesome. uh, I haven't but I will. But I will. It's going to be entertaining. I know. I know. I know. So, Thomas, you've been uh, working on the UI quite a bit, right? Yeah. So I um, I did UI for a while before. Uh, I don't remember exactly when I switched over from. It was maybe November of 2014, I think. I started doing UI or starting with ships. I was doing UI before, and then uh, the Kelvin Constitution class was the last ship that I did. Um, and then I switched back over to UI to work on Agents of Yesterday, get that stuff, you know, doing all new icons and things like that. For, and the whole TOS overlay. Yeah, and the TOS, I did the TOS skin for the UI. Um, so there's a lot of stuff for Agents of Yesterday that I, I came back to help out with. And then also working on the console port uh, UI. So I want to talk about the console port UI. So how hard was that? Well, um, so we actually had another artist who was working at the studio when we started this whole process, and they laid like all of the groundwork for that, and they worked, that was back when I was still on ships, because we started uh, looking at this a while back, I don't remember exactly. At console? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we took a long time to just make sure that we knew it was going to work before right. we even started to announce it. Right, so, yeah. Condensing this into well, and this. I, I don't think that many of us have been secret about it. Like, I was very, we're not, we can't do console. Yeah, really? Yeah, me too. Until I started yeah. seeing all the UI wireframes and the control mockups and everything. And it finally started to, uh, our camera is gone. When it finally started to gel, oh. it, it's been really amazing. Yeah, the whole, whole pile of wireframes yeah. that came out of that original concept. Yeah. I don't think we would have been able to get this game to shape it's in right now. Yeah, all that great work. Right. And so, yeah, so the, uh, Zach, Zachary Knowles was the UI artist who worked on that. And um, 
he did a lot of the early work and getting it, you know, getting it set up originally into the game, and then uh, he moved on to a different opportunity, uh, and then I kind of came in and did a lot of the stuff that was left over. We also um, got some help from other areas, so uh, it was very, you know, it's very challenging. Just, um, just you know, the console UI has extremely different rules from PC UI. On PC, you can just click on whatever you want to do, but on console, you have to be able to navigate in the four cardinal directions, you know, up, down, left, right, or whatever. Um, and so translating STO is very complex, very item systems driven interfaces into something that is basically you can navigate in four cardinal directions was very challenging. But we're lucky that we're a Star Trek game and we had Elkars as an inspiration to use. And it actually seemed like a really natural fit. We've even gotten people saying like, well, I want the console UI on PC because it looks a lot more Star Trek and a lot more Elkars. So I don't know if that'll ever happen. Uh, right now we're focused on just getting the console stuff uh, polished up. but. One thing that you have to think about is the fact that most of the UIs on console are full screen. Um, so for example, you can't have your inventory and your ship selector up at the same time because they're both full screen UIs. So if we did bring that back to PC, you know, some people might not like that at all. They might like it the could look. Be considered a loss of functionality. Yeah, exactly. So, some things just work for PC and some things just work for console. Right, it's just a different, completely different paradigm of, of interacting with the game and, and things. So, you know, I don't want to rule anything out necessarily because there are things like the console UI has the cool Elgar's font um, which is a little harder to put on PC because the fonts are a lot smaller. That font isn't quite as readable as I'd like it to be when it's smaller the PC UI scale. So there are just lots of things to consider. But Talk about the scale of the, of the UI rebuild. It's I a, talked about rebuilding the items and powers for a TOS yeah. for instance yesterday. That's nothing yeah. <laughs> compared to rebuilding the entire way that you interact with the game. Yeah, it, it's the you, we, I guess in the last few months we rebuilt the UI twice, right? We did a new skin for Agents of Yesterday, yeah. and then we did we're working on the console UI and polishing that up and everything. So yeah, there's a lot uh, a lot to it. A lot a lot of things. A lot of moving pieces. We've got to. Um, most of our programmers are actually focused on the UI side of things, getting getting all that together. So um, it's an exciting time for SEO, to be sure. Just all this stuff happening, and uh, you know, we didn't have a, a main stage event this year because we had already announced the console was happening, and we already uh, put out Asians yesterday. But we do have things on the horizon too that we're kind of planning out and looking forward to. And of course, we can't talk about any of that, but but, but I just, there is there is stuff like beyond the console launch that we're pretty excited. About. Too, so. Wait, this stuff is beyond? <laughs> yeah, it's the more stuff. You, stuff you can, uh, you know, we'll trek to beyond. Trek okay. toward. Beyond. I didn't even intend to say that, but yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll go with it. Yeah. Awesome. We'll go with it. So, um, alright, so you can't talk about anything that's coming up. I mean, most of our work has been on console right now. We're, yeah. You know, last minute polish. We've had to make a few adjustments to the way the game plays, very few. Um, but we're also introducing a few new features, like the console version is going to have a, uh, a power auto-execute system where you can choose from a list of uh, preset uh, conditions on which some of your bridge officer powers will automatically activate themselves. And on the back end for our, our systems team, that's actually been quite a lot of work of deciding what those conditions would be and then adding all the data into the game and setting right. it all up. Can you give us an example of what you're talking about, like what kind of, what you would use those uh, Yeah, one of the most for. obvious is like uh, heal powers, like things yeah. that would restore your whole engineering team, something like yeah. that. 
you can set up its uh, conditions to only fire when you get below 50% health. Okay. So, and it'll do that on its own. Okay. Um, and part of that is because while the, the console UI is going to be based around radials, like you'll hold down a button, it'll bring up a radial menu, and then yeah. you just use your left stick to navigate to the power. Yeah. It's pretty simple to use, but it's probably not as usable as everybody would want, uh, especially somebody who might be coming yeah. from console, used to like firing off one, two, three, four, and then they'll get into combat. Um, so having some of those auto-execute functionality, I think, will help with some of that flow. It's like the new space bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one that you can actually tell it when to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. It's been yeah. really fun. Always great to have you both on. Uh, come on more often. Come yeah, on yeah. more often. Uh, but enjoy the convention. Jeremy, again, thank you so very much. No problem. Thomas. Our pleasure. Thank you, guys. Also, and again, if really anybody nice is jacket. listening... Thank you. Thanks. You guys can't see his jacket. It's really good. <laughs> it's very No, we can see it on the... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anybody's listening to Tier, come by and get your two Westbridge officers. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. And if you have an STO unit, Form, we're giving you an uh, Agency Yesterday shirt. Yep. Ooh, nice. nice. Buy one night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank so you. Thank you so much. Thanks really appreciate it. Thanks. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Captains, we're at a very special part of the show where we turn to the community for your feedback and your replies to our general community questions. However, we have a unique opportunity here because we actually are humbled and honored to meet you here when you attend, right? So we've got Jay Galloway here, a longtime listener of Priority One Podcast, a longtime supporter, who sometimes trolls me, but it's okay, because I know it's out of love, uh, who's doing a very special presentation for us today. So, Mr. Galloway, take it away, please. All right, so I'm a member of Fleet 31, which is a cosplay and um, charity fleet. We do a lot of work outside the community. But today, we would like to honor Priority One with an ambassadorship award. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. so every member of the Priority One team so from Kenya. Oh, thank you very much. Oh uh, my gosh. This is this is awesome. Elijah, you're yours. Wow. Is Dr. Robert Hurt here? Dr. Hurt? Not, 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 not here, not right now, but we'll get him. We'll get him. Henry. Henry. Mr. Henry. The lead artist. Jay. Special guest appearance. You're welcome. Mark. Michael. Thank you so much. And Tony. What? Yeah. Even Tony. Oh, don't give one to that guy. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, we'll give yeah. this one to Dr. Rob. Well, you know, Jay, uh, you know, it's, it's a very surreal experience being yep. here, right? So this is now our my fifth year coming to, to It's like old hat for you. So, yeah, I'm kind of like on an autopilot, you know, because it, it, it doesn't feel like the year moved, right? I feel like I just got here or just left. Um, but the biggest takeaway for me is uh, how surreal it is to know that you guys are listening. It's really humbling. It's it's such an amazing experience. Uh, and so thank you, Jay. Thank you so very much. For Thanks for allowing me to have a little bit. Yeah, no worries, man. Thank, thank, thank you, you very much. That, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Now we have another special guest. Yeah. Another another longtime listener and always calling in. 
Miss, thank you so much. Oh Mr. My. Chris Keen. Wait for it. Come around. Come, around. come around. Mr. Keen. All right. Well, it's it's our our like phantom host, really. Yeah. Chris Keen, all the way down from Australia, coming to the. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. UK. My I God. I was like, oh my God. I thought I thought you were trolling him. No, I wasn't. No, I just <laughs> come on. I, you know, down no, under. I was just tired. From uh from the UK. Yeah. Um, and boy, you're my always tired. I know. Yeah. You know, that's awesome because again, that's just another demonstration of you know priority one is listen to the UK and Australia. Canada. Canada, the US, and, yeah. and it's just amazing to be able to meet you. As, like you, man. Those voicemails, like seriously. Do you, like, so, what's the process when you do that, when you do those voicemails? Um, there's usually an idea that kind of sparks, and it's, uh, it kind of grows from there, really. Yeah. There's, there's just like a little thing that I managed to make a little bit bigger. That is last like, one with the voicemails. Is, is it like take after take until you get it right? Or yeah, do you just yeah. shoot from the hip and go for it? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's usually about five takes. Right, okay. Yeah. That's funny. The he amount of dedication. Than what we did. Sure, actually. <laughs> yes. Um, I just I'm amazed that you would even take the time to even to even call in yeah. that you care enough, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. And always, it literally, when it pings in and we've got a new speak pipe message, Sorry. I'm on the computer straight away. Yeah. Must Boy, I'm just what did Chris write in this time? What did he do this time? So what? Uh, so this is your first Vegas convention for sure. Yep. What do you think so far? Actually, yes. this is your first time in America. It is my first time. Is it? America. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So everybody, everybody that I've spoken to, and there's been a few, has been super friendly. It's very, very nice place to be. So, what's your biggest takeaway? Like, what, like, what's been the biggest culture shock? The biggest culture shock. That's, that's pretty difficult to answer, to answer, actually. You can say Donald Trump, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, yeah, funny enough, I mean, you mentioned Donald Trump and everyone just sort of, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the embarrassing uncle that you have around for Christmas dinner, you know, and you just get him out. So <laughs> what, are you, what are you hoping to, like, really take away from the experience, from coming to the, the 50th? Um, well, just to sort of meet lots of people, you know, make some new friends. Um, I've been lucky enough to sort of add lots of people on Facebook, um, and I'm hoping that these friendships that will grow sort of through time. Awesome. Absolutely. How about that laser tag? Oh, that yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, I that thought was it was particularly right. amazing. Don't, what did you think, Winters? <laughs> 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 Try not to turn away from the mics. Um, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. That was a we are going to have an after hours about that, and we're going to hash this out. Yeah. Yes, yes. We, yeah. had, we, we were how able to. Amazing! I was. No, no. Amazing. You're a camper and an exploiter. <laughs> Where's uh, Al? An exploiter right here. No. Yeah. There was no yeah. exploitation. Exploited the system. It was in the rules. We were talking about laser tag. I did not exploit anything. It was within the rules, and I was. Uh, I wouldn't mind. She posted up photographic evidence of it today. Yes, I did. Yeah. Check out my Twitter account. You can see my scores. <laughs> you know, I actually thought you was going to be doing it in a scant. Wasn't there yeah, a... no, the scan thing didn't happen. happen. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. happen. It's it didn't because happen. Elijah has no dedication. Oh, it did not happen. It did not happen. Yeah. But, well, Chris, thank you so very much, man. It's a real well, honor meeting you, man. Seriously. Thank no, you. Thank, thank, thank you very much. We're back much. to Australia now. I mean, I'm, no, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not a quality guest, but I am cheap. You know, so I'm always happy to be here. It's, it's quantity. And you said you yeah. <laughs> Thank you very thank much. Thank you, man. Thank Thanks, you. Chris. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, let's see. Who else wants to be? Who wants, uh, to, who wants to be on the show? 
I don't know. Come around. Have we met? No, I'm Lucas Anderson. I've been listening since episode maybe eight. Wow. Wow. I, I very what seldom. About eight. eight. Wow. It, it, it breaks my heart a little bit when I realize I wasn't there at the beginning. Oh. I, I'd like to be one of those people. Like, I've been there since. Since yeah. episode yeah. one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have those archives. Eight. I'm pretty sure they're archived yeah, on the yeah, website, yeah. priorityonepodcast.com. Yeah. So, no, no, I, I did go back. I've, I've heard <laughs> them all. It's nice. just I was sort of there listening more or less live. So, so, so where are you from? I am from Champaign, Illinois. The University of Illinois, where I work. Nice. Great place. Awesome, awesome. Nice. Is this your first convention or? First convention, first time to Vegas, first time coming wow. to Hobby City. See you guys. Uh, uh, earlier on, like time. I was just staring at you, and you're like, "I'm Mark." I'm like, "Yes, yes, uh, that's yeah. right." Good, good, like, uh, kind of was saying, just close, just, your just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. What's been your biggest takeaway so far? Biggest takeaway: I came in with no expectations, so they were easily exceeded, yep. and um, and it certainly has been a. I don't know, great so far. I guess it's caught the Ferengis. That was yeah. wonderful. It was a brilliant panel, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Lucas, it's an honor meeting you, yes, seriously. Yes, Thank yes, you for yes, listening. Yes. Thank you for the dedication. Really, uh, really, really. So, Illinois, UK. Jay, where are you, where, where are you from? Oregon. 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 Um, who else would like to step up to the microphone? Ah, sir. Come forward. Now, this is a great... This is a great feedback segment. <laughs> Introduce yourself, please, sir. Hi, Jason. Jason. From where? Uh, Ohio. Ohio. Now, uh, you admitted earlier today that uh, you haven't listened to us for like six months, but that's okay. I listen, but I'm about six months behind. All right. You're okay. All right. That's, that's catching that's up slowly. That's good. Too many podcasts and little time. So, um, you were telling me a really great story earlier today, and uh, I'd love for you to share it. Sure, yeah. Um, so, basically, uh, we had the opportunity to do either the cruise or SCLV 50 this year. Um, chose to come here and actually probably would have never even heard of uh, this particular convention except from listening to your coverage over the years um, as well as some of the other podcasts. So hearing you guys talk about how much fun you have and how you know all the, the shenanigans that go on, it, it, it just made us, you know, I kind of talked to my wife enough that she surprised me for Christmas and said, hey, we're going to, uh, to Vegas. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it was a hell of a surprise. Wow. I, uh, yeah. I thought I spent more money on her, and I'm like, you know, I, didn't, I spent a little too much this year, but it's, it's okay. And then she's like, well, I, I may have spent more. Like, I don't think so. I think I spent, and then she surprised me, and I was like, oh, there goes the budget. Nice, nice, nice. That's fantastic. Well, so, um, first convention? First convention. Ever. 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 And then, wow. and first time to Vegas? First time to Vegas. So, what's your, like, biggest, like, shock so far? Um, the amount of people. Um, I couldn't imagine like Comic Con or somewhere where you have, you know, four or five hundred, you know, or what was like two hundred thousand people in one. I, I couldn't even fathom that. Um, this seems to be huge, but probably a good size. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that we were part of the uh, the group of podcasts that, that were able to convince you and your wife to come down to uh, to celebrate the 50th of us. So, so thank you so much, and again, thank you for listening. It's, it's a real honor. Sure, I'll catch up eventually. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Take care. Thank awesome. Anyone else? Anyone else dare enough to come? Roll up, roll up. Would you like to? Well, I think um, that wraps up uh, so far. Who's been who's listening? 
What? Uh, okay. So, um, again, captains, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in uh, and joining us here on our table live for the uh, live broadcast of 281. Yep. Uh, live from Las Vegas on uh, celebrating the 50th anniversary. Uh, we don't have a community. Well, we don't yet have a community question. This will probably be edited. Uh, good luck, team. So, yeah. um, <laughs> we love, can I just say, actually, while you're saying that, that we have the most amazing crack audio team ever. And they've supported us, and it's it's great to be able to do our work here because we know that it's in good hands when it goes off into the cloud and they take it over and somehow make our uh, inane ramblings into something that sounds really great. So uh, thank you so much to our audio team. They're a big they're a big part of why we're here. Yeah, and to everybody else in the Birdwood team that uh, couldn't make it this year, uh, Jake, Elliot. Um, I was about to say Tony, Cookie, um, who else did make it? Uh, Lennon. Yep. Lennon. Lennon's had Lennon's in the UK with you guys. Yep. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a, it's a real surreal experience. Well, Captains, that wraps up episode 281 of Priority One Podcast from Las Vegas, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Captains, you know we love hearing from you. Leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or tweet us via at PriorityOnePod. You can even leave us a voicemail via SpeakPipe. Just click on the widget on our homepage. Don't miss a thing from the world of Star Trek. Catch our episodes every Monday morning by pointing your podcast app to feeds.PriorityOnePodcast.com. And if you're listening to us via iTunes or Google Play, please leave us a review. More importantly, we need you to spread the word about the show. So invite your fellow Trekkies. It's your support that keeps us going. Don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency podcast at GuardFrequency.com. Covering the world of space sims including Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, Descent Underground, and many, many more. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is the logical choice. Thanks to our graphic artist, Romulan Ale! Woo! Romulan Ale! And Jason Smith! Woo! We missed you, Jason. To our writer and social media manager, Jake Morgan. Jake, seriously, bro, we missed you here. It would have been fantastic to have partied with you. To our video editor, Jerry Tillman. To consultant, Midnight Shadow 7 of Sweet Media for supporting this show, as well as GNT and Tribbles and Ecstasy. Thanks to our audio team led by Michael McDonald. Woo! Michael! Who slept most of the time. <laughs> yeah, with assistance from Brandon Parker, Jake Morgan, Asmaria Depost, and Gavin LaWarren. You guys are awesome, and good luck editing all our footage. We miss you guys so much. Yeah. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. But most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, our listeners, those of you who we met this week in Las Vegas, and those of you who we hope to meet in the future, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Ready weapons. Engage.
Transfer complete. Woohoo, guys! It's a wrap! It's a wrap! It's a wrap! It's a wrap! Alright, so here we go.